Alright. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, yeah. So, John, are you ready for today? So, we yeah. have uh, one minute. And it's for everyone who's signing in. Thank you so much, RV. Thank you for being here. Okay. So, yeah. I will start in one minute. Uh, Okay. Hi, Tin. Thank you for joining us and for so just yeah here. Just thank you for being here. All right. Hey, John. You're here too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Yon. Okay. Now we got it. You have to go gallery mode. Okay. So yeah. All right. So it's almost 5 p.m. Now we know how to do it. We're going to do even better next time. Uh, so, so excited by today's episode. For everyone who's here, uh, thank you so much for joining and I hope that you learned something. Uh, today, I'm not just somebody that's going to be the speaker. We're going to create more content on me interviewing people to just create um, inspiration, positive vibes, positive energy. We're just here to give um, strength and and um, support to people who are struggling right now. And I just want to tell you that, um, you know, people can't do life alone. So I just hope that you learn something today. And yeah, so with that being said, um, let me introduce my brother to you. That's John Hernandez. And we're, he's my brother. I, ever since he was born, we were brothers. And I uh, have no choice but for him to be my brother. And so, yeah. Um, ring light. Niya, it was able, so, um, I'm going to interview John on how to, you know, what are the things that he has learned during this pandemic in terms of business, especially people that need inspiration right now, need not just inspiration a lot of inspiration but they also need a lot of help a lot of practical tips a lot of um you know things to do a lot of support because um the world is having a hard time because of covid19 and i believe that when i when i open facebook there are so many people who are struggling sad and talagang bad trip lang talaga so i just want to do this more online content to help people and inspire them. So yeah, so we're starting with the first one is John. Hi, John. Um, let me please introduce yourself. Who are you? Okay. Hi, I'm John. I'm the um, operations head of Alpha Logistics. I'm J-Paul's brother. I also serve in the feast feast green hills in the light of jesus and i'm also a feast light planter so for those who don't know what the feast light planter is or what feast light is it's many pocket feasts where we have small gatherings rather co compared to the larger feasts we have smaller gatherings and we just plant it anywhere as in anywhere it could be in your home work or in a coffee shop and basically what it's for is we just do it so that we can uh, bring the blessings to people who can't go to church every week. So there, I serve there. And yeah, I'm also um, a son to our parents. Um, I'm a brother to him. And I'm a friend to my friends. I'm a boyfriend to my girlfriend. And I'm everything else in between. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you for that uh, mighty opening. Can you just tell me, bro... Um, how was your day? How were you before this program, before we met? Well, today, actually, um, it was a pretty, pretty smooth day. Um, and, the, and trust me, it's easy, to, it's easy to think about now. But when you're working in the logistics industry, it's so much more when you say that you're having an easy, smooth day. Because, you know, what people say about the logistics industry, it's um problems arise or different different situations arise every single day all different from each other and so having a day like today the where there's nothing really going on and that's very rare so yeah everything was okay i was actually working on a new um project that i was going to present at work on monday so 
uh, yeah. So, well, there's nowhere, there's no other way to describe it than that. So, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Everything is okay. Thanks, John. And I'm so excited to learn from you. So, um, for those who are watching right now, I am not here as um, the main topic guy. I'm here to be the interviewer to John. So, I hope that you learn something, guys. And I'm going to be more of just somebody that is picking my brother's brain because as operations head of our business, uh, VP operations, he knows more about the nitty-gritty more than me. So, yeah, and if you are, let's say, you know, dealing with problems at work, problems at home, problems in your finances, maybe, you know, you can learn something and see how John was able to um, um, use this crisis to really maximize. And John can share to you also about our employees, how we're dealing, how we're managing them, because as a business owner, that's one of our biggest um, challenges is um, motivating our employees, especially in crisis. Um, John, can you just share to me how was business operations or how was business in general before COVID or before the COVID lockdown? Well, um, before the lockdown, you know, it was a pretty, I don't know how the best way to say this normal. And for me, that's something. Because you know, th um, this is my first time in the logistics industry. I was I have no logistics background before this. Um, I used to work in the me media industry, so it's really far. It's a far industry. So before, the, uh, what the difference wa um, was from now is like before we would have like a, a good amount of trips, deliveries every day, but it could be inconsistent. Why? Because you know, big industries, uh, big industries like this is very, um, is full, full of many. It's a, it's a big old, it's a pond with full of fishes, and you know there are so many people going into this industry because you know there really is potential in this industry, and so the more people doing this, it's harder for you to have like consistent. Um, deliveries, consistent trips, or what we call them. And so, yeah, every day we're just really hoping that we at least get one trip for each truck. Each each um, vehicle has to go out and make money, at least. But, but then, you know, there would really be those down days, especially with the factor of, you know, here in the Philippines, we have the color coding or the number coding. That's a big factor mm -hmm. to it, like, you know, um, you can you pretty much be sure that there will be one day that your truck will not be moving unless it goes somewhere. But then there are so many other things to consider, so many factors that come in, and basically it all winds up to how much how much it's gonna cost to operate. So yeah, in a normal in a normal in a normal universe where there's no COVID. <laughs> It's a pretty uh, regular day in logistics. That's right. Just waiting. Thank you. Um, so uh, what I just really got into you as you were sharing is that maybe um, you started out as creative and now you know you you have a growing business. And the fact is a lot of people did not study for the work they are in right now or the work or the job or the career that will make them successful. So in your opinion, John, what can you, maybe not just in logistics, but for those who are pushed to do work that they did not study for in college or that they were not, not have an experience before that, but that's where they are about to flourish. That's where, you know, the future is. What is your message for people like that? Or what is your advice for people like that, who needs to embrace the path that is in front of them? My message is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you studied because promise. Two years ago, three years ago, I was like that as well. I would be, um, how do the people say, you know, you know, people say that us millennials were if we were entitled and i promise you two years ago three years ago if you know me 
or maybe even now I still have those tendencies. I, I could be like that that typical entitled guy that says, "Oh, I studied here. This is what I studied. I'm, why am I going into this?" And like, you guys need to teach me before I do this because you know I did. That's all I learned. But then, if like if there's something that I that really humbled me, it's no one's gonna be there like waiting for you. Nobody's gonna be there waiting. Unless you have like real mentors or real patient people that can like give you second chances, which are very, very, very valuable. So if you have those people, just hold on to them and you really try to do your best. But then, yeah, it's, yeah, you can whine about it so much, but then in the end of the day, you just gotta like face it. This is reality and and how how would you prefer to look at reality? Would you look at it and say that what if what if what if or sana na lang sana na lang sana na lang, or you can look at it as this reality? How can make how can I make it better? Nice, nice. Thank you. So um, yeah. So thank you, John. Before we go through my next questions, if you guys have any concerns. Not concerns, um, questions about business transition or career transition or life transition or just business tips, on, especially on like if you have or you're selling a business and you need John's um, advice on how to deliver. Maybe it's okay if we don't get us for delivery, but really just the problem companies is distribution, supply chain, all of those things. So maybe you can talk to John and just or just chat or Ask the question and then um, I'll read it and then John's going to answer, okay? So if you have questions, um, just ask below and then we'll answer it later. All right, so we'll, pr we'll proceed. And I just hope you guys, John, enjoy this today. Um, so, so we shared about life before lockdown and transitioning, all of those things. But now, John, um, as March entered or mid-March, as we had our COVID um, lockdown, how did you feel during during that time when the government announced that there will be a lockdown, what was your initial feeling mo and how did you process through all the feelings you had? Well, hmm, honest, honestly, I felt uh, kind of worried. and re No, not kind of. I was really worried. I was, I was scared. And, um, you know, at first I was hearing... So this is the funny thing. I heard about this... this virus since like December so early on early on in December I heard it in the news like in Wuhan China there's this sickness going around and for me at that time I didn't bat an eye on it because the only reason I knew about the news is because it came from Wuhan China that's that's what the news says and being uh I, I, I play the drums and Wuhan is a brand of symbols so when I saw it oh there's news about symbols Oh no, it's a virus. Okay, whatever. But then you know, when it started growing around mid January, early Feb, I was like, oh, okay, it's getting serious. But then in my head, it's like one of those um, sicknesses that never really reach the, your country. And I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm so. Um, I'm not saying that to like you know undermine those countries that get affected by these kinds of viruses more, most of the time. But then yeah, it's like at that time I did we. Really, think about it like i had other things to think about but then uh when it was really getting serious like around early march until they actually declared the lockdown i was like oh oh boy okay this is serious this is really serious and um and then i was worried because i was thinking okay i i think i'm gonna like uh stay somewhere else i'm gonna like isolate myself in a different room because i'm always out i'm always with different people and um uh, my parents would mom and our parents <laughs> mom would just go to the office and home office and home dad would just be here if not he will go out to just go to the uh, different place do errands and then i would be the one who really meets different people and i would meet the our employees who go to different shop stores and meet more people so i don't mean there's you never know who who was already interacting with the virus so it it eventually really scared me and i said okay i'm gonna like stay in a separate room far from my parents so we have this other room which 
may our our tita usually stays here. Uh, no, this is her not not usually. This is her room, and I'm okay staying here right now. And you know, um, I was having these I need thoughts that oh no, what if like this brief moment here? Maybe I'm okay, but what if it affects my parents who are both senior citizens? Aside from that, they're going through their own um, own uh, health conditions, mm-hmm. and you know. It really got me worried. It really got me worried. And so I decided, and along with um, the team, uh, we're going to work from home. Like before working from home was a big idea for everyone, we already decided we're going to work from home. And I just stayed here, hardly wanted to go out as much as possible. I didn't. It took, um, after Only after two weeks, that's when I went out again, I think, if I can remember correctly. But yeah, it usually brings me fear. Like every time I think about it, when the two weeks are up, I thought, okay, I can go out and then I'm fine. But then I realized, oh, I went out. Who knows who has that virus? So I have to keep isolating myself. Mm -hmm. But then I have to go out every week because I'm the only one who can. So that means basically I can't really, you know, since March, I haven't really hugged mom Mm -hmm. or dad. Well, no. Um, I hugged them both each once during the period, but then, yeah, it's been more than two weeks. So I'm thank God that, you know, it's all fine. But then, yeah, you know, there's that fear. You don't know. You'll never know. I don't fear about getting sick. I've been sick before and I have faith that, that, you know, if God healed me before, he can still heal me now. But then, you know, I can't like, just because I have that faith doesn't mean that I can't be careful because I don't want to be the carrier to other people. Yeah, maybe you, you can share what was your sickness and why was it like very important because some people might not know what kind of sickness you oh, had. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. So um, back in 2011, I was I got sick um, with, a, with a sickness called Kawasaki, Kawasaki disease. I think so what that is, what did I say? 11. Oh, I was 11. I was 11 years old in 2006. So, I was 11 in 2006. I got sick. And then uh, basically what is Kawasaki? It's a very rare, rare disease. I know the name sounds funny. It sounds like a uh, motorcycle. motorcycle. But then, yeah, um, it's a rare sickness that really has no concrete source yet. They don't know what it, where the source is just yet. But it really um, usually affects the heart. So you there's only this 10-day window. I, I, did, I did some research. There's a 10-day window from, from acquiring the sickness until, until it, you experience permanent heart damage. So you have that 10-day window to treat it. And I was kind of... I was kind of diagnosed late. People, um, I went to the doctor for like a week. They said that, oh, that's maybe just re- just fever or a viral infection. So I went home. But then after a week, I'm still sick. I got to go back. And then my fever just went higher. And so they decided to admit me into the hospital. And that's when they said, that's when they tested all these other sicknesses. They tried dengue, but then it's not dengue. <laughs> like like uh, they searched for scarlet fever and other these other sicknesses which sounds serious and then eventually they said um, the senior pediatrician came in and then pediacardio i think and he said oh this is your doctor pala he said that oh i know that this is kawasaki so yeah um basically because i was kind of treated late it kind of affected my heart already it's not to the point of being permanent yet but it affected my heart and i it made my heart enlarged so it was swollen and we were and then for after then for uh we had to treat it with medications and to get my heart back to normal and it actually took 10 years 2006 it was only in 2016 that i was declared clear and then 2017 i went back after a year and just to you know verify if it's really okay so wow so happy. I mean, as I mean, just also your brother. I'm also happy every time I I hear that because you know it's 
I have no choice. I have to worry about you. No, I'm just kidding. I really got worried about you. But yeah, um, that's not our topic. Uh, but we can talk about it next time. Um, so during the lockdown, when did you know or how did you know, okay, this is serious. It's not just a one-month thing that we need to do something about business. And we have employees and all of those things. And okay, ito na. this is it. Like long-term na to. Mm-hmm. How did you know mm-hmm. about, how did you like get into that moment? Well, there was one small instance when, like I was saying a while ago, the normal normal day would be all the trucks would be out, hopefully making money. Mm-hmm. But then uh, it so happened that the number of trips started to decline. Mm-hmm. And with the number of trips starting to decline, there would be a need for less and less trucks to be used. And then that's when I had to start really rotating the boys. And during that time, we didn't really uh, um, force all the boys to come in just yet or have them come in. Like It was still their choice not to come in because, of course, health reasons. So we allowed that. But then by the time when they were all in already, when they were all in already, so, okay, the idea, okay, all four trucks can move again, but then this time, there are no trips available. There are no deliveries available. Mm -hmm. And the start, yes, there were so many trips in the, and it was so efficient. Everything was so efficient. Everything was so fast. That's that's because everyone was panic buying and, you know, things started moving really quickly. But then later on, you know, people haven't been working. The economy really took a hit. So there were less money to go around and Mm -hmm. people didn't, buying things anymore so that really affected the supply because there was no demand there's no supply I mean there's no need for supply I don't know I, I, it wasn't good in economics but that's the idea so yeah that was like that was one thing that really made me think oh no I, like all the boys are already here all the members for the team are here but then I can't give them all full trips every day and then another thing was for personally, where I said that this was serious, I was thinking that, okay, maybe uh, maybe there's going to be like an Easter miracle. Because it yung first, uh, the, the quarantine was only until dapat the day after Easter, diba? And so I said, maybe there's going to be an Easter miracle. Like, regardless of how long, how many cases we have, pag dating ng Easter, biglang magkakaroon ng vaccine or biglang babagsak na biglang magpa-flatten yung line. That was me being opti- very optimistic. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized, okay, one week extension, uh, like the two week extension, and I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe not. And then, yeah, that's just really all those, every time it, they extend another week, another two weeks, it's kind of made me realize that, oh, this is really serious. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so you found it to be serious. Nagkaguluna. And mm-hmm. it was not the same, even for us, um, the business that is essential. Kasi akala ng mga tao, dahil essential business ka, perfect na, wala na, you're, you're making a killing. Yeah. Yes, you can operate, but what can you operate if you don't have clients who are operating? So yun, uh, and there's no demand. So that's really a big challenge in terms of business. Okay, um, in you as an entrepreneur, um, how did you adapt business-wise to the new normal? What are the steps that you did and all of those things? Um, honestly, the, really, the biggest step that I think that was very important in this whole thing was asking, asking around. Like, you know, yeah, you can like, there, there's... Yeah, very, it's very important to take risks and, you know, just try something, try anything. Yeah. But then, you know, you're thinking, no one has ever gone through this before. Or I don't think anyone alive has gone through a pandemic like this before. Like, people have been through war, sure, and through recession, but not, not something like this. So I, so it, I think it was a time when we asked out, when we asked um, other business, your me- business mentors, and I asked other people around about 
what what we should be like thinking of and then it was really that one comment by um dean paxlapid to make your company uh recession proof yeah. i think that's the term yep so i mean like hmm oh, I know. okay so how can we make so that's the first step like ask ask how, what what you should be thinking about like it's so this you know don't you take risk you think about what you need to do but then if you're like me who you, you were um you were in denial of what was happening you gotta know what's happening first because yeah. you can't just make a solution out for something that you don't know about yep so yeah ask about it then you make you see what you can do make moves that take the less number of resources so less amount of resources i remember during that time, we were already considering to jump immediately into trading you know, April because our company's logistics and we also have permission to trade. And then we considered, what if we use that? We use the trading thing already. But then, okay, you know, we're going to have to buy supply and buy supplies, find suppliers. And then, yeah, I mean, like there, there's still so much stuff to do. But then we have this resource of the boys the team who are not running yet mm -hmm. what can we do with them and so that's where we thought of the idea okay let's see who needs help so those those the time that 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 um there were low number of trips we tried we tested the waters by offering our trucks for people who wanted to del deliver relief goods or donations or yeah, uh, and we didn't charge for that. We didn't charge at first because we wanted to see, is there a need for it? And then, yeah, we saw that there, were, there was a need. People would rent um, trucks like this to send donations, to send these medical equipment for hospitals and stuff. And then, okay, let's do our part and let's also learn research. And that's where we saw, okay, there's an opportunity here. What can we do? So yeah. Um, I guess one thing as well is is really you don't have to always think about yourself. Think about other people then, because yeah, maybe you're in the problem. You're in the problem yourself. You're in the midst of a problem, but then sometimes trying to help other people can also help you find the solution that you need. Can you can you dive deeper into that? What do you mean? What's in your heart about helping people? Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm personally, I'm a person that loves to help other people. I, um, I give, uh, I guess in my love language would be acts of service. I love helping people out. I remember in college, there was one time I had to meet my group mates because we had to do a project, but then there was my friends in this other group that were here were having problems and I totally helped them out until I totally forgot about my own group. So good on. So I mean, I really like helping other people out. But then, that's just for the sake of helping out. But then during this time, when when this whole crisis happened, and you know there were low number of trips, our business was affected. Like you don't know what to do. I was thinking, how are we going? to Like we have to pay the boys. We have to pay for the office. Everything. There's so many bills to pay. And I was like, huh, it was really stressing me out. And then I couldn't decide. I was just, I didn't know what to do. And so when so I got a message that I need help with something, we need help. And I'm like, fine, let me just clear my mind. Let's help this person out. Okay, sure. Um, we won't charge you. Just do it. I will just send them. We sent the boys who was available during the time. Just so Wait, that they can Sorry, who are the boys? <laughs> oh, the boys are our employees. Um, I think that first, I think it was Homer, Homer, one of our employees. Um, we call them the boys because, yeah, they're all like the boys. They're, they're the boys. <laughs> yeah, so we sent them, we sent Homer out specifically. He was the first one to test this thing. Well, during that time, it wasn't a test. We were just trying, okay, let me just clear my mind. Let's help this out, help this person out. And I'll just get back to thinking of this problem later on and so when they got the problem he said okay we're ready to do this every day and so okay 
sure, wala namang ginagawa si Homer or yung ibang boys kaysa mag-rotate. We just make them run and then I'll just think of how we're gonna get, uh, how we're gonna pay for it later. But then, yeah, it, it's really just in the end, if totally didn't think about where to get the money and where it was just really help whatever we can with the country. Because once yeah. you help other people, this country, okay, maybe if we deliver this, the medical supplies now, it can bring us closer to making the recovery rate better. Mm-hmm. And once the recovery rate is getting better and better, that's when the economy will eventually get better. You know, it's always a chain reaction. So never underestimate how you can, how helping one person can affect so many things. So um, as an entrepreneur, it's not just, for you, it's not just profit, but it's also uh, helping and this does yeah. this, this does what. Yeah. Can, you, can you share more about that? Okay, so I guess one of the things that I really learned, and this is something that uh, I learned from you, um, business isn't about nagpapakitang uh, kilas. Because I, I had this business before um, where in my media days that I would like present myself as this, as a media producer, as a video producer. Why? And then you would ask me, why would you get me? Why should I get you? And I was like, oh, because I'm skilled here, I'm trained here, I have this background. And then, then I'm like, okay, wala. So, I built Eventually, yeah, I didn't really do well there. But then, you know, it's when um, uh, you guys taught me that it's when business is trying is when you help other people your clients solving other people's problems so you find a company that can help you because you have a problem mm-hmm. because if you, it wasn't a problem you could have just done it yourself yep and then so okay so yeah just help out just help out and because you wouldn't just be helping yourself out you would be helping the client who needs you you would be helping the their employees their families that benefit from them earning or them getting the help and now that i have experience in having employees under me i'm also helping my employees out so you know uh there it's really doing business doesn't just affect one person it affects so many people and when you always think about every decision that you need to do needs to help somebody out mm-hmm. It just uh, it doesn't just help that one person, but helps so many more people. Nice. So now that you've really been in a helping mode, uh, can you just share what does the business look like? What kind of, what in the just in the logistics? Mm-hmm. What are the services? What are you doing? How are you solving this for for people? And then as you solve problems for new businesses or different kinds of businesses. Um, what is the satisfaction for you? How do you feel about it? Okay. So, <clears throat> with all the, um, all the econ- economy drops, you know, people are not allowed to go out because of the lockdown. You know, people had to resort to, to earn in different means. And that's when people started to build so many businesses. So there was a big surge of small or micro um businesses in the last two months last two two three months and you know because of that we saw that as an opportunity where imagine people were willing to rent to like hire um couriers to deliver their donations to hospitals or to the frontliners so what more if it's these are just out of generosity. What if it's out of necessity? People need yeah. to like start earning for their families. Yeah. How much more would they like spend for that just yeah. to earn more? So that's where there, we found the opportunity. Okay, this is an opportunity. So I have this people out to want to donate. It gave me an opportunity. So we entered the, this um, zone where we start serving the SMEs, the small, com- small businesses, people 
who didn't have businesses before, or maybe they have businesses, but maybe they have, were forced to do other businesses now or do find ways to make their business operate during this crisis. So how can we help them this time? And here, there, we're pretty much opening our services to deliver for them. So right now, our shops are still assigned to the usual warehouses that we assign them to, but we also started accepting small businesses who need help. Na I need to bring get deliver this to my customer, but it would take so much time for them to book um, a, a grab, transportify, lot of move, whatever to get their shipments across. So okay, just tell me. I have voice. I have the voice available. <laughs> And then, okay, send them out, send them out, send them out. And then there. And then we just had to, like, put training wheels on because we're not as advanced as Grab or as Transportify. We don't have an app. All we have is and we can talk to so many people. And, and yeah. So with those training wheels on, we just experiment. We took one SME, check them out, daily grocers list on Facebook. So they're gro- online grocery. And then, Diana, if you're there, hello. <laughs> so, yeah. so there, we served them. And then we got one of our friends who is a delivery, who we, con- we, we call a delivery partner. So they're not our employee, but they are uh, one of our friends that we want to help as well. So this is still out of generosity. This is still out of help, uh, of yearning to help other people. And so, okay. We'll provide you a means to earn and we'll provide you a means to serve your clients. And we'll be the middlemen so that you can serve each other as well. So you both earn and we earn. So it's really helping each other out. So now it grew and grew. We now have four or we now have four, four to five small businesses that we're serving. And we have about three delivery partners already and aside from that we have our own team the alpha boys that can help out whenever there is a there's a bigger need yeah. for for deliveries and yeah so, yeah, so now those... today we're yeah. growing we're we used to just be pick up deliver but now what we're doing is is we're giving more we're expanding more to giving solutions full logistic solutions to people you know like like I said, there so people they weren't they didn't choose to go into the business to doing business before. They maybe some of most of them lost their jobs or lost whatever business they have because it's not they can't operate it at all. So they had to find a new way to operate to earn. So you know, with every new thing you need to learn it. And right now for us logistics, it's all the same. Supply chain, it's all the same. It's you just scale it differently, but it's all the same thing. You just package it in different ways. So we've been helping some SMEs deliver their products from their location to the customer. That's one. We've helped um, some SMEs pick up their cargo from their supplier and then deliver it to another courier that will take it to them because they're way too far for us to serve them. And then from there, we realized, okay, we can do that too. And then we found one client who wanted to do the same, but this time has no absolutely no idea how to do that. So this time it's us looking for ways for them to do that. Okay, this is the most, this is the best way we can, you can do this. You have your supply here, you need to get it there. We personally can't drive all the way there to bring it to you. So you don't know how to do it, we'll find a way to get you to get this done. Nice. So it's a total solution. Right now, we're trying. I'm still trying to figure out one thing, one more, um, one more solution for this one SME, and I think one day we're gonna find out how we're gonna do that. But then, yeah, um, it's really whatever you have, whatever, whatever problem you have trying, or whatever stress you have trying to operate your new small business, we. Basically, we try to solve it. We try to solve that. You just make the products. We'll try to solve how to get the other yeah. stuff done. All right. Thanks, John. Um, yeah, that's really some, so, 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 so valuable. Um, I'm really happy. And just with that, how do you just keep uh, 
the positive energy through your employees, through the people that are um, working under you? How do you just, um, you know, because you, you, you share the word, you, you share God, you share, you just make it positive. How are you now dealing with problems in this new crisis? Because you can't be with the employees face-to-face, all of those things um, all the time. So how are you moving people forward through this crisis? I guess if there's one thing that I really learned during this crisis, it's there is more of a need to like communicate and connect with the people because like I said, I was scared during the quarantine. And that was because I knew what the problems we were facing as a business. But for your employees, it's even scarier than what you think because you're scared, you know what, because you know what, you're scared and I'm scared and I know what's going on. Imagine for them, what they must be feeling, they don't know what's going on and they don't know what's gonna happen. So there is, an, I learned that there is a really, bigger need the more that there's a problem the more that you need to communicate with people you can't just keep things in secret of course not there are some things that that you know you don't uh share too or too soon or else you know you know you just you also have to time things and really you know uh prepare people for things don't just like okay so we're doing something new starting now. You prepare them for it. So there are new plans. We're making these new plans. We tell them, okay, um, this is what we're facing. These are the problems, but this is the new, these are the new plans that we're gonna do to address it. So amazing. Yeah, you, you really just constantly communicate with them. What I do now, we used to do this before, well we we do this even before the quarantine happened is we have the Monday gratitude break. So what it is, is we go, uh, we, before all the trucks go, I meet with them with the upper, with the team. Then I just ask them to share what they're thankful for and just start the week off with a prayer. Like regardless of your faith, you just, you know, just start with gratitude and just be thankful and you know that's where everything started um we go we go on through the week with at least we know that we started with gratitude so i brought we it kind of got lost during the the quarantine but now it's back and so what i would do is i'm going i have to go naman to the office then talaga every week so i might as well go there at the start of the week and do that so mm-hmm. yeah i have a reason to still go home I still go to the work to work later than usual because it's curfew. But then, yeah, you go and make that a habit, make gratitude a habit, and yep. and just go. I go there to do the gratitude and just you know get some rest before everything else starts before the usual day starts. Wow, wow, amazing. Um, yeah. So right now you you shared so many things, uh, managing people, doing different things at work. And I hope people t- took notes, who, those who are receiving this message right now. And I want to go forward because we've been dwelling on the past. We've been dwelling on the problem so much. And now I hope everyone who's listening can, can just really feel hope, um, even find God in this crisis, and even find God in business, all of those things. So um, what are your main... Oh, sorry. And I just hope that you know people will just receive a breakthrough after the next few days or weeks or months. So with that being said, um, what are your major business learnings during um, this crisis, during the ACQ, during the new normal, or just everything that's happening right now? Mm. Uh, I guess it's really, don't be afraid to speak up, you know? Um, it's so easy for us to, when we're scared, we just stay quiet or we, or maybe we don't stay quiet. Maybe we become, we stay talkative or noisy, but then we're not really saying anything or saying the right things. So you just really have to like learn to voice yourself, 
find a voice during the problem, or not just during this crisis, in a- any problem that you're facing, like speak up, like admit that there is a problem, face it, think about it. I would try, I would sometimes like just not listen to music in the car while I'm driving and just talk to myself and try to think, okay, if I do this, well, this would, this can happen, this, this, that, this, that. And yeah, I would usually save those moments for times when I'm really stuck in a big problem. But then, yeah, there's not, what I realize is if you can do that for big problems, why can't you do that for small problems? Yeah. It makes those smaller problems faster to resolve or maybe it can stop it from going bigger you know voice out find that voice talk about it address it and you know um ask help from people um connect with the people who are involved that need to know about this don't just keep it to yourself and you know just communicate talk and be present wow yep yep you're right thank you um yeah um what do you see will what do you foresee will happen in the next coming months in the business world, um, as somebody that serves different kinds of business, what do you see will happen in just the macro point of view and to different small businesses? I, I really believe that um, competition or not competition, uh, things are gonna get more hectic. Like. Of mm-hmm. course, now we're in the general quarantine general quarantine period. People are allowed to go out. So that means, um, you know, we need to do that because we need to get our, our economy back up or else we're going to, like, we're all going to starve. Mm-hmm. And with that, of course, we're not the only ones who think about our, think about this, you know. If, if we, I think it's, if it's from, I think it was dad. I heard this from dad before. Sabiya, if feeling more, if you feel smart because you thought about this brilliant idea, bilang ikaw ang smart sa mundo. So pretty sure someone else thought about that before you, or same time, or basa somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you alive, John? They thought about that as well. The best way we can. What can we do to, you know, just serve as much people as we can, be as efficient as we can in serving them. And, you know, I don't want to take opportunities out of, from other, uh, other people, you know. I don't want to steal opportunities from other companies. But then, yeah, so... How can you make people get you? Just, you know, give, give them a reason to get you in the future. Mm-hmm. Give them a reason to, to continue following you, to be loyal to you. Nice. And that starts with, you know, just being loyal to them as well, just taking care of them as well. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, John, for sharing that. We're almost done. I'm almost done with my questions. And yeah, um, right now, um, how are you motivating yourself? So you're motivating people, your employees, people in ministry. How are you motivating yourself? I personally, I'm just thinking about them, our employees. I try to think about them as much as possible. Like, yeah, you know, it really stung when I had to like start rotating the team, the boys. So that everyone gets an equal amount of days and so a fair amount of pay when they get the cutoff. But then I don't want to just be settled for fair amount or equal. I want them to like, you know, earn as much as they should be. And mm-hmm. so it's that's what motivates me to like find try to find as much clients or available jobs for them to do so that they won't miss a day. I'm, 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 I'm fairly happy that this week we only had to like remove trips from, we only had to like 
rotate the boys a few number of times this week. So I believe things are getting better. Like we're getting more traction into things now. Nice. Nice. And so, yeah, it's not just them. It, once you start thinking of a few group of people, which are the employees, you start learning how to think of other people. And so I started thinking of other people like, okay, what can I do? What can we do to help them? They, these businesses, these business owners, they have a need. They have their own employees. If we can serve these guys, them, the best way we can, we're not just feeding our employees, we're feeding their employees, their families, and there. And that means if they're doing that, then, then they can serve more of their customers. And so they're also blessing other people. So I guess what keeps me motivated is I'm thinking, what if the country gets better, rises back up, and if you trace it all the way back to the source of this chain, butterfly chain effect, what if you were the you were the source of all that? So yeah, think that thinking about it, yeah. What if the country camp goes back to normal? And if you trace it all back, it starts with us. Nice. Amazing. Thank you. Um wow. How about this next one? Um what, where is God for you in business? Where is God's place for you in business? Everywhere. Like, like you need to put God in everything. You know, in everything you do when you're dealing with your employees, put God there. May that may that God teaches you how to be sensitive how teach you how to be patient teach you how to be generous uh-huh. to be understanding to be forgiving at point at times when dealing with customers god teaches you how to be truthful to be honest to be fair um when having to deal with finances it teaches god teaches you how to be simple to be appreciative, to be grateful. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I think everywhere that you can put God, put God in, not just in business, but in everything in life. Wow, thank you. Um, and for example, can you share to me what are your routines in making business, finance, and God all work together at the same time? Because a lot of people think that you can't do business and have a faith in a relationship with God. Can you just share how you're doing, mixing everything, making it work, do business the right way, and, and then have um, God in your life and mm-hmm. just making part God part of the business? You got to learn how to be generous. You got to learn how to give. You got to learn how to give and, you know, Try to be a people, someone for other people. Because God, that's how God is. God has been the most generous, uh, best example of generosity. And, you know, uh, you can never outdo God. I mean, like, you can never, like, stop him from blessing you. Even if you beg him to stop, he will not stop blessing you because he loves us that much. So, how do you choose to respond to that love? Would you choose to respond with greed? Like, gugulangan mo ba si Lord? Or would you like, if you, if you try to match God's, match the love, if you try to give God the, match God's love for you and try to give him the same amount of love, you're just going to get frustrated because you won't have that much love inside you because you can never compare it to the love that God will give you. But then what you can do is you can just give that to other people. Give that love to other people and love them the way that God loves you. And how that I do that is I go to work. I try to work as much as I can. Because before as doing my own business in media or freelance, my um, income was really only when I had clients. And that would be very seldom. So every I would do is every time I get 
uh, paid, I would already try to type as soon as I can because I think that I'm gonna, I might, you know, spend it too much. Huh? So I try to tithe, I try to give, um, donate, and then that's where I started feeling that I don't want to do this only when I have job, a job. I want to do this regularly. And so I'm blessed that here with Alpha that we get to have regular income with this business because we have regular clients. So, you know, I give, I give, I give, I give, and I dream to earn more, so I work more, to work harder, to try to grow, help to help us build the business and grow so that I can earn more and so that I can give more. And when I give more, you know, I believe that the more you give to God, the more 10 times he's going to give it back to you. So it's like you try to be as generous as you can, but God is just going to show you that he's still more generous and then i think that's the only that's the only good competition that you can have with god to see who's more generous <laughs> and you know that's the only thing that you can fairly yeah. say that you will lose every time wow but there's no harm in trying yeah that's really really interesting wow wow yeah um how have you experienced god's generosity in your life chances, opportunities. So like so many times, my attitude in so many things um, wasn't really the best. Re was Like I said, I was entitled. I was like, feel, I, feel, I had pride to the roof. And, you know, I would want things to go my way. A lot of times, I, uh, yeah. But every time that I do something wrong, there would still be another opportunity to keep trying again, to keep going. And I believe that aside from financial abundance, aside from material abundance that God can give you, but mm -hmm. God is happier to give you generously is grace, grace to change, grace to, to become better and mercy to forgive you from those times that you failed and those times that you doubted yourself, those times that you didn't give the best that you can or, or acceptance to accept you during those times that you don't, you feel like you don't deserve what you're experiencing now. Wow. Wow. Amazing. It's really, really amazing because I really believe that um, business and faith can be done together. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those who are watching, uh, I really am always pushing in the business God is put in the middle. God is talked about. We even give them daily readings, all of those things in the employees. But just because, um, in my opinion, the chairman of the business is always God, that he is in charge and this is for his glory. And if we can serve people that, you know, it's still, it's still a way of serving God. And that is really how we do business. And, and then we love it. Um, yeah. yeah um, maybe last two questions, John, especially for people who are, you know, suffering right now. So what are your business advices for people who have businesses or they have a career or a job, but they're struggling right now because of this crisis? What is your advice for them? So number first one for business owners, second one for employees. Employees. I guess one uh, for business owners, uh, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. You don't know how, and I know there is heavy pressure, especially if you have employees. Everyone's scared to fail. Everyone, it's like failure is scary. It's good, but it's scary. Mm -hmm. And don't be pressured by it. I mean, like, don't let the pressure consume you. Take it one step at a time. Ask for help if you need to. Cry if you need to. That's okay. But don't let that stop you from moving. Like, if you need to cry, do it while you're running. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need to, like, drive somewhere, then that, take that opportunity to cry if you need to. Or take that opportunity to, like, sob or rant. Just let release. Because you also need that. You, 
aside from taking care of so many people with the business, you also have to remember to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Do that, but never stop moving. Don't stop moving. And I guess that's one thing that I personally learned during this crisis as well. I'm still getting better at it, trying to work on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not yet there, but yeah, let's, let's do that together. Because imagine, imagine that combination of determination and and empathy. It's gonna bring you so so far. Wow. As for the for those uh, friends of ours who are employees, trust your trust your employers, trust your bosses. More often than not, maybe you like your boss, maybe you don't, maybe you find them scary, maybe you're intimidated by them, or maybe you're frustrated by them. They're going through this crisis and in the as well as you, and of course. The only way for them to get better themselves is to take care of you. So, as much as possible, trust your employees. Trust your trust your employers, because for sure they won't they won't just like leave you high and dry or send you wherever yeah. to to God knows where. Trust them that they will take care of you and just mm. give your best because they will take care of you if you give your best as well. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, um, next is for those who want to start a business, do want to sell something, maybe they're not yet even registered. What are your advices for them or what is your advice for them? What should they do? Um, what should their mindset be? Everything, anything you want to say to them? Well. Buy Kuya's latest book. <laughs> Seriously, just, yeah, just... Uh... Um, no, I guess... Uh, do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. You know, don't worry about the paperwork just yet. Because right now, okay, yeah, sure, government offices are back. Now, during this quarantine, general quarantine, but then... Are you going to just wait around until all those are approved or are you going to take care of your family? Are you going to feed yourself or are you going to like move forward? So whatever it takes, just do something. And, you know, if you think that you have a small hobby, whatever, however small that hobby is, and you think that you can make profit off of it, then try it. And if it doesn't work or if you see that, okay, maybe this isn't the best time to do this, then okay, try something else. Yeah, I became, I entered the media industry. I became a video editor. I applied for the job and I did not know how to edit a single video, but I applied for the job. Uh, yeah, and it brought me here. So you don't, you never know what small decisions, what small risks can make, mm-hmm. can where it can bring you. So just, you know, whatever it takes, just do that. Yeah. I think that's lovely. Um, yeah, just do small risks and just yeah, do whatever it takes. That's really amazing. That's really, really gold. And I hope gold. that um, yeah, a lot of people listen to it. We're going to upload this in podcast form in a few days and just hope that so many people will receive this message and get blessed by it. Um, thank you, John. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as we close, maybe can you share something, final thoughts on how to open yourself up for new opportunities in times of crisis? Um, this is, I would like to quote um, Jay Agawin for this. And um, he's, also, he's also a preacher. And crisis is a combination of danger and opportunity. Whenever there's a crisis, it's a combination of danger plus opportunity. But the question is, which one would you want to focus on? Do you want to stay in danger or do you want to grab an opportunity? So anytime that you're facing something, even when the, if this crisis is over, when mm-hmm. you have a personal problem or whatever aspect in your life, 
there's always danger. There's always danger in the sense that something is going to go bad, something may go bad, something some people might get hurt. But in every instance of those, there will always be an opportunity to do something better, an nice. opportunity to start something new. Maybe that something new is physical. Maybe that something new is within yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Every time that you discover something like that, it can like bring you forward. Amazing. So, yeah, focus on what can be rather than what is stopping you from nice. doing something. Wow. Thank you. Um, how can people connect with you? Do you have anything? Um, so, you, um, I'm on social media. Uh, John Hernandez, that's a, that's a personal page. I don't have a public page. But if you want to follow my public page, it's also Uncommon Creatives Media. That's my old business. We can follow that as well. So, I, I'm also on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. It's the John Hernandez. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. You want to close with a prayer before we go down? All right. Sure. Um, let's all remember that we're always in the pre- holy presence of God in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We just give you praise of Father God. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. We magnify your beautiful name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise and thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for um, the opportunity to grow, to become better. And with this, Lord, the opportunity to share so and help other people grow and become better as well. Father God, we thank you because we are not in a bubble, but we are in a community. And we, when one of us rises when one of us succeeds all of us rises and everyone succeeds as well father god so lord may you continue to um pour out your love over us and bless us so that we can continue to bless many more people and lord may we hold on to you in faith whenever we're scared we hold on strong um tighter to you father god and guide us and walk with us through every situation whether good or bad be with us and be the center of everything we do that in everything we say and everything we do may it be your name that be glorified amen in the father son or holy spirit amen. thank you john thank you for being here everyone thank, thank you. you so much for joining john and i this is an experiment um experiment episode let me know if you want to receive more of this every saturday um, about this time, um, if you have questions, any suggestions, just comment below or message me. We want to create more content to help inspire people and help people live an abundant life. So yeah, just really, we, we want your opinion about it. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining today. John, thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great, 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 great day. And enjoy the long weekend for those thank who you. are here this weekend. See ya. See you.